On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if My Adventures with Superman can give us the new best TV Superman, if Secret Invasion can do some twists and turns that are actually twisty and turny, and we'll find out what definitely is the most iconic moment from X-Men the Animated Series. All that and more on an all-new episode of a Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book, as well as some of the animated ones. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host for this episode. And guys, just like Cycle 20 of America's Next Top Model, the boys are in the house tonight. That's right. First of all, I got Ryan here. What the fuck did you just say? Wait, I'm sorry. Season... So we don't say season anymore. We say cycle. At least... Cycle 20. Cycle 20 is boys now? Boys were in the house, Ryan. Boys in the house. They had the little the little song that it normally was, and then somebody just came over the mic and said, boys in the house, every time. It was beautiful and perfect. The boys were in the house. It changed up everything. Um, and I've never been the same since. Have you ever opened up a book of poetry before? Have you read one poem in your entire... Do you know what art is? This is what beauty mm-hmm. is to you? Yes. It, it's beautiful and perfect. Like the two beautiful boys who stand before me. I have two pictures in front of me. Only one can move on. Who was um, the host of this season? Bigfoot the monster truck? <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot isn't a fucking monster truck. You put some respect on their names, okay? Wait, it's not a monster truck? Bigfoot? Bigfoot. Nah, bro. Too obvious. What? Uh, <laughs> I think Bigfoot is a monster truck, but there's also the Sasquatch named Bigfoot. Is Bigfoot a monster truck? Hold on. This is your people's monster culture, truck. Cassie. What? There's no fucking way. This is Mike who's trying to come and step to me on a monster truck right now. Mike, if I told you right now, Ryan. name a monster truck, what would you say? Uh, uh, fucking Bigfoot. Yeah, it's Bigfoot. It's, a, Bigfoot. it's one from 1974. It's not even fucking around anymore. What's this your monster guy? truck? No one's fucking around anymore. <laughs> this is serious fucking business. Uh, huh? Monster Mutt is my grave. Er, monster Mutt? <laughs> monster Grave mutt? Digger. Okay, <laughs> grave now digger, we can yeah. all. Yeah, Grave Digger is the big guy, but fucking Monster Mutt is, uh, is my homie. So anyway, this You're is trash. a podcast. <laughs> monster Mutt is a fucking homeless monster truck that lives behind buildings and finds oil in the dumpster. There was there's spinoffs of Monster Mutt now. Like Monster Mutt used to mean? be just like a mixed breed. Now there's like a Dalmatian one. Like they've got specifics. There's multiple. Oh no, your generation is definitely better than ours. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Monster right. Mutt gives tire tread HJs for fucking gaf- <laughs> gasoline huffs. Jim Gasoline. And he's putting the work out there, and I respect him for it. All right. What is Bigfoot? Bigfoot can't do anything, guys. I don't even see a special move. Like all he did. What is special move? What do you mean special move? Over little cars, (laughs) like tap its elbow twice and then dive onto cars. (laughs) Do you know what I love about our podcast? It will bring you from America's Top Model to Monster Trucks. We cover all of pop culture here. Ryan even mentioned poetry. (laughs) He mentioned it, but um, I I mean, you didn't say like Robert Frost or Ada Limone, but he mentioned poetry exists. Yeah. But there you go. You threw out some names. So well, yeah, I got to fucking got to jump this shit up 
in society a little. I can't talk. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, I have terrible news for you. You're going to have to talk because we do have a big podcast ahead of us. Okay. That's because we're going to cover The Walking Dead, Dead City, Secret Invasions, <sighs> and we have to figure out what the best moment of Extaz is. But before we get to all of that, let's talk about My Adventure with Superman. Cassie hung out with Superman? I did, dude. <laughs> On the first two episodes of My Adventure with Superman, Clark just wants to be a normal man and has been hiding his powers and refused to learn more about his identity since childhood. This all changes when he and his best friend become the newest interns at the Daily Planet and are taken, somewhat forcibly, under the wing of head intern and feisty rule breaker Lois Lane. The trio get in over their head, tracking a terrorist group who steal some evil robots, and Clark embraces who he truly is. Meanwhile, Lois and Clark do some heavy flirting. Taste buds, I ask you this... How does this anime and Webtoon-inspired series origin of Superman compare to what's come before? Oh, I mean, what's come before? How many Supermans have we seen before? Like, there's a lot. At least two. At, At least, least two. two. <laughs> maybe more. I, uh, I read a thing the other day, and I cannot give credit because I don't remember, and I apologize to this person. But what they said was, if you want to make a Superman, inter- a Superman story interesting, then you have Lois fall in love with Clark. And mm. then find out he's Superman. And if you want to make it boring, like DC stories mostly are, she falls in love with Superman and then finds out that he's also the person you've been working with for a long time. That's what this show does. That's why it's interesting. And guys, I hate to say it, but this is a Marvel show with DC characters. This is about <laughs> the personalities first and the capes and flights later. And I think that this show would make Zack Snyder throw up all over his shirt and that is why I love it. I'm going to come out and say that I love it. You are so right in every way, Ryan. I fucking <laughs> love this show. <laughs> uh, and yes, it was when when Clark and Lois blush at each other because they're both being like young, dumb 20-year-olds. In oh, you donut. mean the three red lines on their cheeks? Yeah, in the yeah. donut shop. I was like, oh, I'm going to like this show. Uh, <laughs> There's little stuff like how many ways can you reshow the origin? And so they're changing it in little ways. So he, him and his parents were like, hey, let's learn about your alien heritage. And instantly went, nope, when it got a little scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love how Ma Kent was like, fuck this forever. <laughs> and then like, the, and this is so dumb. And I'm trying to get over these parts of me where like she didn't make his costume, which she always does. And I do think that's one of the best parts of Superman and Lois, the flashback, where a little kid's like, nice costume. And he's like, thanks, my mom made it. Uh <laughs> That that's the kind of shit that is like this counts as canon. Fuck that shit. And then she did decide that we don't see it, but it's so clear that his alien costume just highlighted his big old super dick. Because she's like, well, it might need shorts. <laughs> yeah, she just made some underwear for him and threw him over. That's it's- the hardest part about being a mom with a big dicked kid. You're not allowed to admire it. <laughs> you can't. You can't just <laughs> take a knee and stare at it. <laughs> you know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, it's 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 not just the Lois and Lois falling in love with Clark, it, but but I think that is indicative of everything about it. It is the character work between every each character has a different relationship with every character, and this dumb, silly cartoon cares about that. What we yeah. always want from Clark specifically is for him to be a giant nerd. This mm-hmm. one's got nerdy ass Clark down. Like this guy is just a fucking goofball walking around with big old muscles and it's perfect. 
they it, it seems like that based on history, uh, they put the glasses on Clark to hide the fact that he's not Superman, right? Cause right. Clark, but no, the glasses are there, so he has something to push up when he says, "Um, Lois, I don't think we should do that." There's a Lois line that made me guffaw alone watching this child's cartoon. Uh, and it's at this point, it's just her and Jimmy Olsen. And she says, what is wrong with your dumb, beautiful coward of a best friend? And just like the voice acting in the show is great. The writing is solid. Is it made for kids? I was trying to figure this out the whole time because it, it doesn't fully seem like it is. But then sometimes it does. It's not made for two and a half year olds. Mm-hmm. So it's not bat wheels. It's not bat wheels, nothing which is made for Cassie wheels. and two and a half year old. Nothing uh, is. Uh, but uh, I did do this, I will say, if I can pull back the curtain a little bit. I did this as a family viewing. Uh, me, my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and my wife. And she, my daughter was out immediately. Mm-hmm. Me and my wow. wife were like, holy shit, this is fucking <laughs> awesome. And then we'll get to it. But the second episode, I found out, based on the villain, that my wife watched all of Estaz and knew who Livewire was. I had no idea she had any of that information. What? Yeah, I, it was I a, love it your was wife. A that makes moment. me like her even more. Because yeah, at a certain point, and this is again, I'm a nerd. Like partway towards the end of the first episode, beginning of the second, I was like, "Holy shit, is this Livewire?" Who I mostly know from Supergirl, a show we watched because uh-huh. of this. <laughs> I love our life. There's. I, oh, sorry. Go right. No, you. I was just going to talk about the animation style because it is like the first time we're getting into this kind of anime-ish. Mm-hmm. How how were you, do you guys used to this art style where you didn't have to like adjust to it or how are you feeling about it? I was a butthole as a kid. Okay. And yep. so if stuff looked like this, I was out. Yeah. Uh, in my ripe old age of 29, I've decided that Good stories is good stories, and I'm no longer bothered by this. And plus, all cartoons are this these days. Like, this yeah. is fully it. But I did, when Livewire is becoming Livewire, it was the most Dragon Ball Z thing I've seen out of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. Her hair went white straight up. There's a glowing ball around her. I went, okay. But and I do blame Dragon Ball Z for why I hated all the shit for so long. My brothers were super into it. I'd only seen them in the summers. And I'd go and have to watch them watch the most boring cartoon in the world where people stared at each other in an arena thinking about fighting soon for four fucking episodes. <laughs> I love how uh, Power Rangers fans are like, Dragon Ball Z sucks, and how Ninja Turtle fans are like, Power Rangers suck, and so on and so on all it's throughout an age time. Thing. And there, also, my cast of SNL is the best. I definitely, there, there's animation things that like are not new, right? We all, we're all used to this at this point, but yeah. not like the S-Taz or B-Taz or X-Taz. Thank you for naming <laughs> every cartoon that we grew up with, the animated series. So we had that cute little uh, shortening there. But um, it's not that same animation style, but the what they're taking from anime and what they're taking from more Western animation and bringing together, we can all speak the same language. Right. You know, like there's a lot of when Lois is surprised and her eyes go wide, wide, right? We, we sense yeah. that, like that's, that's anime. But there's so much other stuff. When uh, Superman, or not Superman yet, but like he's got the fire fireman's yeah, coat on, dope. and he's flying towards lasers, but there's no background anymore. It's all just yellow lights and orange surprises. Um, we can see that that's that. But the storytelling is for all, I think. Right. I don't think it's Western or you know 
anime. I think that it's like this is like everyone can sit down and watch this. And I think that it's a perfect thing for people who think that anime is too much. I think that it's a perfect thing to get into anime. Mm -hmm. If you watch this and you're like, I like certain aspects of this, right? I can now go and watch. I can go from this to Totoro to Dragon Ball Z. Like it all works together. And I, I think it's like, so two and a half might be too young, but I also think if this is a, so it crosses demographics in every way. So an age range, because I could see, I bet I could see like six and seven year olds being into this. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. I just think there's so much incredible character work there really that is. kids don't care about, you know? Like this is the show that made me realize that like, Lois is the way she is, not to be an interesting character, but instead because we don't all get to have our perfect morals and ethics like Superman does because Superman has the powers mm-hmm. to back those perfect morals and ethics up. Sometimes Lois has to cheat or like not go against her morals and ethics, but have off morals and off right. ethics because she doesn't have fucking superpowers. And Clark Kent gets to always stay on the, the straight and narrow because he does. Well, she's and chaotic good. Exactly. And this show like sort of proved that to me more than the thousands of other Superman I have seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scene where he's like lecturing her about like how he lied, like she's wrong just because he lied or she lied to, the- to get them on the mission. Like there's this full thing where he's like, you're wrong and it's bad because you lied to me. And that's the only reason. And I was like, oh, I get I get Superman. I get what he's about. <laughs> but then Superman flies away and Jimmy's like. Yeah, whatever. I, yeah. I, I get it. Well, and that's showing, like, because Jimmy is probably a step in between Clark and Lois, but is his fully, he is, it's very fun to be, this guy is right, there are aliens, and his roommate is one, and he's an idiot at the same time. Yeah. Uh, did, it's also, it's fun to have that character not be, like, a Cisco, and not be annoying as fuck. Like, he's still No, the wild. writing's good. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess the writing's good. The the only actor I'm super familiar with, I'm starting to get closer to at least Mike's personal Hall of Fame, if not at some point push into the Pop Filter Hall of Fame, is Jack Quaid plays Superman. He uh-huh. is the star of the boys. Uh, he was in Scream 5. He is he is not Randy Quaid. What's the good Quaid? Dennis Quaid's Dennis. son. Uh, but he's proven that he's not just Dennis Quaid's son. Like This guy is... It's so hard to be a good actor and a good voice actor. And I think he imbues so much Clark... And and I have this power, but I'm vulnerable, and I don't know what to do with it. All of it, I thought the acting was superb. Do you know what I think he has is, and this is like, he's the star of this. He's the star of the boys, like you said. He was the star of a rom com with the girl from Pen Fifteen, the lady, the woman from Pen Fifteen. Uh, he's he's been in a lot of stuff, and I think what he's giving is this generation's Michael J. Fox mm, of yeah. like. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like my voice is gonna break a little bit, but like I want to do what's right. I'm just not really sure, you know. <laughs> uh, and that's so likable. Like yes. whatever side of the law he's on, we're just gonna be rooting for him. And Superman is always cast with like hair first or eyes first. Mm-hmm. And when it's a voice actor, you can sort of cast with like you give this thing first, you know. Yeah. Just in your voice, there's this thing, and it's so much better than if they cast like. Uh, somebody with just a deep voice and a bod right. Ryan. don't forget the and, bod and a bod and a six pack jack quaid you don't have no six pack get the fuck out of here <laughs> no jack quaid is more like kid flash body type mm. there there is that um what's that uh shit 
the the guttural thing. There's an English term for it where the glottal end, stop. Yeah, th- there is that jacquade, where quick jacquade. He should cut the q u off his last name. I think. Yes, just jacquade. Wade, Jack Wade. <laughs> and then people won't be like, do you know this is not Randy Quaid's kid, but. <laughs> The other one? That is his uncle, though. <laughs> and Meg Ryan is that? Are those his parents? That's his mom. Yeah. What a fucker! <laughs> what a fucker, dude. But he's he's yeah he he's good and uh, he's never let me down. And to we've seen Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin voice act and a lot of the other CW people, and it was rough. They like did forgot you, what they were good at. <laughs> not to go on too much of a tan- tangent, but did you guys see that uh, Jack Quaid is the voice of a cartoon? On a Star Trek show? Lower Decks. On Lower Decks. And yeah. in this next uh, Strange New World season, they bring the Lower Decks people to the thing. And Tawny Newsom and Jack Quaid are live in, in person on the show. That's so That's cool. Fun. That's like yeah. the kind of fun Star Trek used to have. And I feel like hasn't had fun in 20 years. Luckily, they drew those cartoon characters to look exactly like the people who voiced them. So that's nice. That is that's nice. Awesome. Uh. Back to my adventures with Superman, not mine, Cassie, but you know, uh, our collective, my. There is um, the one thing, and I guess it was just me being nitpicky. I'm confused about the how he figures out his powers or his control on powers. Like, especially in the beginning, like he's breaking door handles and stuff and breaking his shoes, mm-hmm. but then he can like do everyday stuff too and also still have superpowers. Like, there's this line of, I don't know where he's at with his powers i think that the show has set up a formula where we're gonna get six minutes of flashback for in every episode of Mm -hmm. him learning this with 20 minutes of modern day stuff so six minutes of him in his fucking stussy shirt (laughs) so good and 20 so like i think that we'll learn how he got to you get used to his powers as we're watching his modern day metropolis adventures and and even though they're probably in their early 20s in metropolis I do think it's a great puberty allegory. And so sometimes he is just a normal person walking through the world. And sometimes he's ripping door handles off and can't hide his boner. I would love if for like the whole season, they were like, man, we're so young and we can't afford a house. And then we find out that Metropolis, these Metropolis Ians are millennials and they turn out to be 44 and 45 years old. Like we're interns. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would hurt. What a, what a true nightmare. Um, the for ultimate this- Superman villain, capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> for the second episode, we got more of, um, I'll say like our bad guys. Um, mm-hmm. Was there, are you, is there either one that you guys are leaning more towards? Are you excited to get more of these? Well, what I like is what it's setting up is my favorite kind of shit is there's going to be a freak of the week. So Livewire, the Leslie who became Livewire is one of them. Uh, but then there's going to be the real big bad who obviously Superman won't meet for a while. And it is, uh, I don't know if you guys saw in the left corner, because the, the white super anime guy with the, the white emo bangs was talking the most, but Amanda Waller was there. Yeah. It's Task Force X, uh, and Amanda Waller is, Nick Fury, Marvel's tried to always be like, nah, I mean, he does shady stuff, but he's actually a good guy. And DC, it's one of the few things DC does right, is like, oh, she always works for the government? She's an evil piece of garbage. <laughs> I appreciate that as Viola Davis has taken over the role, um, the cartoons have sort of slimmed her down, but back in the day, she was 400 pounds. Her name was The Wall, Ryan. Amanda <laughs> The Wall Waller. <laughs> part of her evilness is just that she was upset because she was fat. 
Um, but my uh, subtitles ruined it. I always have to have uh, subtitles. Yeah. And what happened was uh, Livewire, before she became Livewire, was sitting there talking to somebody voiced by Chris Parnell, Dr. Really? Spachemin, and it said Slade. And Slade? So then, That's Slade. Who's, oh, damn. And so then I knew that she was talking to Deathstroke, who is not just going to be like a normal government employee. No. Uh, you know, this is what I do. So yeah, it, clearly they were like, hey, Livewire, do you want to be on this cartoon's version of Suicide Squad or right. whatever? You know, evil FBI, basically. But Mike, FBI. who was... You could just say FBI. It's, I could just say synonymous. FBI. Uh, at the end, it was Slade. Uh-huh. And then to the left was Amanda Waller. Who was the right. chubby guy to the right? I don't know. Was Some it Fat movie. Elvis? Did it he not die? <laughs> he might, became yeah, part of Task Force X? Fat Elvis. <laughs> the toilet didn't win in this universe. <laughs> uh, now, the whole poster for this show, it just said the toilet didn't win. And we were supposed to, <laughs> we're supposed to figure out what that oh, means. <laughs> one of the bad guys is Fat Elvis. I get it, guys. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Fat Elvis. Should we go to Moments of the Week? Absolutely. All right, Ryan, let's start with you. What's yours? Uh, I have to, like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm biased, but when my daughter, uh, it was Lois running up, realizing that the um, giant bins mm-hmm. that uh, controlled the robots, you just put, your, th- there was no fingerprint thing. Yeah. You, literally anybody's hand could touch them and they would shut off. <laughs> and that got my daughter's attention more than anything. So that's, that's going to be my moment of the week. And also, if I could throw my opinion in there, uh, as soon as you touch the screen, the robot just fucking fell over. Like, yes. that was it. So that was good. all you needed. It was awesome. Do you know what's awesome is that the other robots notice and are pissed about it. <laughs> so they're trying to kill whoever's shutting them down. Like, But there's there's a thing I love with Superman stories where it's not about Superman having every power. It's about figuring out how Lois is as powerful right. as he is. And as and brave. So that, yeah, and as brave and as smart. Uh, and that's what keeps it interesting is how is Lois going to figure this out? And that's what this episode was. So, well, yeah, daughter, please watch this. When you're as strong as Superman, every you're just going to literally punch everything. And he just keeps getting his ass kicked and keeps just trying to punch his way out. And Lois has the time to sit back and be like, hmm, wait a minute. It might describe every male-female relationship you've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of abusive dudes. Um Part, when the robots are being unleashed, that song went fucking hard. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to look up the My Adventure of Superman soundtrack. <laughs> was it the guy who did Avengers Assemble? Probably. That song slaps. That's what we're doing soon. We're going to do Avengers Assemble. It's so much passion behind that. Mike, what's your moment of the week? Uh, in the second episode, uh, Clark has been like, I got to learn wh- who I am. And he's just starting to dig it up. And Ma Kent's like, no. And then Pa Kent's, he says... What's not to like about a boy digging up his childhood spaceship? It's the most natural <laughs> thing in the world. I was like, I'm so in the hook for this show. And then he just like leaves because he doesn't want to deal with all of it. He's just like, well, I got to go. Yeah. He's like, Martha's going to be pissed. So I'm out. I'll yeah. go take care of farm shit. Do we do we talk about the fact that uh, I think it was the end of the first episode, maybe the second, where Clark looks around, sees how the street is absolutely decimated and then repairs the entire yeah. thing. Yeah. Which is akin to where he's in that hole in Smallville and a bunch of crazy shit happens. So he goes back, freaks out, and then just very quickly throws dirt all over it. Like, oh my God, that's that's like the same as like, I'm going to get, if I get under the covers before right. the monster gets me, I am safe. And, and is shot or drawn like the vibes of like, 
TGIF level sitcom of parents are coming home, clean up the house from exactly, the party. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he redigs it up, he's like, wait, is this bigger? You're like, yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. What? Yeah, that's how you left it, parents. <laughs> Uh, my moment of the week is just it opening to young Clark and he has that shitty S drawn on his shirt. Like, yes, it's Superman, but here's this shitty S that everybody draws and that's on his shirt. Fucking hey, dickhead. Good. It's a Stussy. Put Sorry. some respect on its name. When it's called. he had that fucking Stussy. It's called Cool S if you were born past the time that Stussy was around. Yeah. It's just that Cool S that everybody knew how to draw. Why is there so much Stussy representation, and where's the Massimo representation? That's what or, I want to know. Or no fear. Where's the no fear? That's the episode where Clark needs to learn that he should fear things. He wears the no fear shirt, and he's like, wait, <laughs> I'm a big dog at heart. Where's the villain <laughs> named Body Glove, and he doesn't know how to beat him, but there's a big hand on his back, and he slaps him in the back as hard as he can. Where's the uh, hypercolor villain? We all grew up shopping at Mervyn's. <laughs> All right, guys, that's all the time we have to talk about Superman and Lois. It is on HBO. It's on Max um, on a day. I apologize for not looking that up. but uh, Thursday. Thursday. Thursday Thank you. Um, guess what I do have time to talk about? It's Cyber Sprout, and I have time to talk about, Ryan, your big idea, your big website idea. Go ahead and drop it. Well, Mike already uh, spilled the beans a little bit, Mike, so if you want to do this together, we can, but uh, fuck Coles forever. Fuck Coles. We are Mervin's boys, and we are opening Mervin's.com, where you can get all of the classic Mervin shit you miss. Coles is like some of the styles of Mervin's, but with the vibe of uh, Marshall's, and that's gross. <laughs> Mervin's was cool. Do you know what? I'm. Uh, we're starting this new campaign. Um, maybe you should ask Santa for Mervin's, because you're tired of getting Coles in your stocking. Oh! That's why you're my partner. You come up with gold just off the top of your dome all the time. So, uh, Cassie, you probably don't know what Mervin's is, but on Mervin's.com, me and Mike's new website, you could get a t-shirt with a dinosaur skateboarding going, saying out of his mouth, cowabunga bro. And, and that is a wedding dress that you can wear on your wedding. The fattest orange soda in his little hand. Honestly, I hated the name Mervin's, and it was hard to get on board, but you guys just sold me with this beautiful Merv- shirt. Mervin's was great. Before before Target became people's personality, Yeah, you, what? when did that happen, by the way? Ooh, gotta so go to fucking, Target. Right after bacon was people's personality, it was Target. <laughs> uh, you'd be like, well, I need like my sundries, I go to Target, but if I need dope kicks and clothes, I go to motherfucking Mervin's, mom, back to school. Hey, Cassie, how about, a, how about this? How about a hat? On the front of it is a dinosaur wearing a beanie that's a propeller with a propeller on top, but the hat that you're wearing is also a beanie with a propeller on top. How about this? You go to the shoe section. They look like Converse. They're not. They're much cheaper in every meaning of the word. But on those Converse, there's a dinosaur wearing real Converse (laughs) (laughs) All-Stars. No, quick question. All dinosaur based? Was that kind of Mervin's Mostly, thing? mostly that. Di- this was Jurassic Park time, so yeah, mostly yeah. dinosaur okay, based. Gotcha. It was wave, but again, let's let us not forget the big dog era. Oh, Mike, I'd never forget the big dog era. Um, Cassie, how about this? What about on this website? You can buy straight like like you could do for Mervin's a bucket of avocado, but on the front of it it says dinosaur barf, and on the back of it. Is a dinosaur throwing up, and like it looks like it's going into the top of the bucket, creating more guacamole for you and your family. Is so, that something you would be interested in? I mean, obviously, yes. In this 70, is real guacamole. Se- 
No, it's fake guacamole. It's fake guacamole, Cassie. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Okay, You're sorry. Being a child. That's that's on me. What I'm about sorry. this jeans? They're not skinny jeans, but they're not like Jenko jeans. But they have right under the knee a fat extra denim loop where one would hang a hammer, but there's a dinosaur print right there. And it's being like, oh, doinks, because it dropped the hammer. And that's why you clearly don't have a claw hammer hanging off your jeans. How about this shit, Cassie? Go to Mervins.com. Okay. Right uh, there on the front page is a Christmas ornament. And that Christmas ornament is a dinosaur crossing his arms and saying, it's not Christmas at all. <laughs> I have that I, one. I need to be a certified Mervins boy with you guys. And, um,. I got to send you over to my friends, cybersprout.net. That's because they're going to make you bu- help you build a beautiful website. They work hand in hand with you. They focus on collaboration. Uh, they fucking love dinosaurs and they got easy to edit fields. Um, certified Mervin's boys, cybersprout.net, your partner for a digital world. Coming up next, it's the pull list. We are back for the pull list. First show starting it off this week is The Walking Dead, Dead City. On the fourth episode of The Walking Dead, Dead City, Maggie and Negan are trying to rescue Herschel from the Croat, which ends up being a trap when the Croat releases a bunch of walkers, Luce and Madison Square Garden. The group ends up escaping, rescuing both Herschel and Pearlie, but once free, Pearlie threatens to kill Negan for his past crimes. Taste buds, I ask you, which of us would be your number one draft pick to survive a showdown with the walkers in Madison Square Garden? Wait, out of the three of us or out of Walking Dead characters? Because I'm picking Madison from Fear the Walking Dead. That's her square garden. Yeah, she yeah. owns it. Or Madison from She-Hulk. With with a Y, but, but not, not what you think. Um, yeah, absolutely, it's Madison. Um, number one draft pick, you're going through Madison. The Walking Dead is Sundays on AMC. Our next show is Secret Invasion. On this week's episode of Secret Invasion, we have an action scene. Instead of just having Gravit kill someone at the end of the episode, there's a highway explosion fight. With an attempt to kill the president. Oh, and Gravik does kill someone, stabbing a dying Talos. Taste buds, which twi- twist fell the flattest? Gaia not being dead, Rhodey being a scroll, Fury's wife not killing Fury, or Talos's murder? Oh, spoiler alert. Uh, I'm, hmm. They are all racing to the bottom. <laughs> I think... Like like turds in a toilet. Like turds in a toilet. We have These are the... All I got is floaters. I think Gaia's... This be- is not the fucking time for your freestyle rap career, <laughs> although that was an incredible start to a song, Mike, I do want to say. That's why the pause was after. He was like, do I write this down? Yeah. This is good. Do I, this is good do I walk time. off the stage? I'm out. To <laughs> My rap career is no. taking off right here. I no longer podcast. The... Gaia one, I think, fell flattest because it was the cold open, and then we never went back to her. So, mm-hmm. fuck you. That's just bad storytelling. Well, at the end of the third episode, Amelia Clark died, and we were yes. like, "Oh, their biggest star is dead, right?" What if for a whole episode we got to think that? Nah, but no. Nah. Instead, in the it, first thirty seconds of this, they're like, "No, nah, she did. She gave herself powers," and then we never met up with her again. This episode, it's honestly like listening to a six-year-old tell a joke. No, wait, hold on. Uh, let me go back. Um, so the, that one horse is wearing brown shorts. <laughs> you should. You need to remember the brown shorts. Uh, and by horse, I mean caterpillar. Six-year-old man, kids suck at telling jokes. Um, what were the other bad twists? Rhodey being a scroll, I guess one because it's a big character but not big enough, and also. He was acting very not Rhodey. He was so much yeah. closer yeah. to House of Lies Don Cheadle than Rhodey <laughs> Don Cheadle. 
Yeah, that uh, one I saw just like obviously posted isn't the best way to experience that, but like everyone was just like, I I don't have it in me to care. Like this is insane. <laughs> I heard a podcaster say about the show, uh, "I'm bored by re- reading the recaps." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? A Walking Dead spinoff? <laughs> uh, and then Fury's wife. Um, so uh, Scroll Rody says, "Well, you Scrody. have to kill Scrody," <laughs> which is what I call. In between my nuts and butthole, uh, you have to kill your husband. And she's like, well, of course. And then they sit down for a delicious breakfast. And then they both shoot at each other. It, it pans away so we don't know who did it. Right. And then she she shot into the wall. And they both laugh and laugh and laugh about it. It's it's weird to have. It, it feels like sometimes there's writers who came from TV with commercials and writers uh-huh. who didn't. Because that feels like a commercial break. And then you come back. But when it's instant, you're like... Uh, Okay. It was a cute you know how to Mr. Fucking and Mrs. Great? Smith. What if there was commercials, but the scrolls had replaced the actors in the commercials, and they started implementing scroll ideas in the commercials? That would be next level. So much better than this show. It's, man, has, has any other show had such a high first couple episodes and then just precipitous drop every episode since? I uh, don't believe the question. Don't understand the question. <laughs> Never started good. Also, oh, yeah. big. Word I guess in yeah, because you guys. It was confusing last week because you're like, oh, you liked this at first, and then talked about how great you used to like graphics. So I was like, oh, they're razzing me, but they also liked this at first. No, no. I liked I, I liked the first two episodes. Fuck I thought Gravik was handsome. <laughs> yeah, but then Gravik killed Talos, and but did he? Because this is the guy to show. Yeah, I don't know. I think this how, one he did. How are you feeling? Like, are you too, like, do you have it in you to watch more? Or now at this point, are you too deep into this one? Can I say this, Cassie? Um, this show has less stakes than a vegan restaurant. Oh! Do you want to be on my rap album, Ryan? I was going to say, you guys got a good team up right now. I'm about to be a solar podcaster. C- Cassie, can you handle the rest of the episode? Yeah, Mike I and this. I have an album to write. we got to drop some tracks. <laughs> They are fire. The thing I said did not rhyme with anything. There was no flow to it. But Mike wants me on his album, and I can't say no. (laughs) I liked it. I I think there's only two more episodes. Okay. And what am I going to do? Watch it, Walking Dead, Dead City? What am I going to do? There's only uh, 1,549 episodes left of the MCU. So what am I going to do? Quit now? (laughs) Well, I'm sorry that I'm trying to be a professional podcaster before Reprise Records picks up my rap album. (laughs) <laughs> He's got to have a fallback But we got nothing right now Yes, I'm going to watch this I Fair can't enough. believe that your fallback <laughs> Before you move on to a career that would give you zero dollars Your fallback is a career that gives you zero dollars Ryan, Mike, this career you... gives me less than zero dollars <laughs> uh, Let's go to moments of the week uh, Ryan, what's yours? Uh, my moment of the week has to be uh, Talos is like uh, I'm... Ben Mandelson, get me in there, and I'll break the uh, window for the uh, president's car. They, he's got, he's uh, stuck upside down, then, is he? I'm a scroll Australian, and I'll break it. And then he starts elbowing it, because that's the only, that's the only thing we can do for the president. You know what's stronger than guns? <laughs> Elbows. Taylor's then shot, stabbed, fucking... <laughs> raped in the ear and he's still like and nick fury's like talos come on he's like oh i'm sorry and then is just barely tapping the window with his elbow 
It's it sounds show. wild. Mike, what's your moment of the week? Mine is uh, briefly after. And look, I know that firefights are chaotic, and you're not going to notice everything. But in the we middle, all know that in the middle of random group who looks in one uniform versus random group who looks like another uniform shooting at each other, Gravik and Talos are just standing up. And Talos at this point is fully scrolled out because he's dying, and Gravik changed who he looked like. And nobody notices. They're all like they're literally standing in the middle of the quote unquote good guys, I guess. And nobody notices but Nick Fury. They're just having this conversation in the middle of other people who are ignoring them willfully. The show's bad. <laughs> Cassie, my other moment of the week is when Talos gets stabbed. Um, all of a sudden, uh, hair starts growing out of one side of his head, and it's very long. Mm-hmm. And then he starts DJing music. And that was Skrillex the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Nick, squirrel! And then Nick Fury screamed what Mike just said. <laughs> we Honestly, gotta now make I'm, a now rap album. Board. But now it's a concept album all about Skrulls. I can't wait for you guys to blow up. It's like, remember me when you're big, okay? When you guys are big rap stars. That's the oh, name of the album, Oh, my God, Cassie. no. <laughs> wow, rude. Um, but also now uh, I get money because I named the album. So no, you don't. You don't you get guys. shit. Where's your lawyer? Show me your fucking lawyer. I got a lawyer on retainer objection. Retainer's uh, just something that you put in your mouth at night. Sustained. <laughs> Overruled. Mm, shit. Terms. Secret Invasion <laughs> is Wednesdays on Disney+. Plus. That is it for the pull list. It's time for us to figure out the best moment of X-Taz, the animated series. Last week, you guys, we set off on a big mission. We tried to figure out the best moment of x the Animated Series, and we foolishly thought we, do it. we thought we could do it in one episode, like some fools. It absolutely cannot be done in one episode. There's too many great moments. Can it be done in two episodes? <laughs> We're determined. So um, it's got to happen. We're going to do it. We got halfway through. Um, I'll recap the bracket of what we did move on. We have Wolverine fights Alpha Flight versus Rogue Perts are... Rogue puts her boyfriend in a coma. Um, next bracket, we got Bishop comes to. But who won? What are you talking about? Who you got to? No, no, no. This is the ones that moved on that are now teamed up against yeah. each other. Oh, oh got it, got it, got I, it. Also, this whole thing is a bracket, Cassie. This is all called a bracket. But what do you call the little things? These are battles. These are battles. battles. That sounds fucking dumb. Within a round. That's dumb, bro. Wins a round. Well, we did round one before, so this will be We've round We've done two. half of round one. We've done half of round one because we bracket poorly, but at least know what a bracket is. This whole thing is called a bracket. Okay, so another challenge that moved on, um, <laughs> which we will be figuring out more for later. We have Bishop comes to Westchester, and Jean sacrifices herself to stop the Phoenix. So those have moved on to round those two. Are round two. We're about to figure out what else moves on to round yes. two. So let's step back, back into round oh. one. Um, and as we figure out the rest, I'll move on to round two. How are these terms, Mike? I love it. Perfect. You're crushing Great. it. Habeas corpus. Round one, we have Storm defeats Objection. the Shadow King. Mike, do you remember Storm defeating big old baddie St- Shadow King? Yeah, this is the episode where we learn Storm's like, I have a son. And everyone's like, what? And halfway through, she's like, well, it's my best friend's son that I haven't seen in 20 years. <laughs> like, all right. You're playing fast and loose with that term son there, Storm. Uh, or but- playing fast and loose with that term best friend. Yeah. You abandon them both. Or like if your best friend gives you their son, maybe they're not your best friend anymore. 
because they're more of a Rumpelstiltskin character? Yeah, this is a Rumpelstiltskin situation, of course. <laughs> this is a classic Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, but yeah, they, it was, we learned like, oh, claustrophobic, Shadow King's evil, blah, 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 blah. It, it was great. It was big. Everybody cared. This is... This is an episode that has a lot to do on the uh, the shadow plane or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's like a lot of space and like pew pews. Love and pew pew. pew pews. Whose brain is bigger? It is one that definitely stands out. Like there, were, we talked about before how like some of the characters' backstories really stick with you. Like this is one. It's not really a backstory, but we deal. Fi- we did find out that she's a Rumpelstiltskin, so that's a backstory. <laughs> um, our next moment, we got Mags and Chuck fight a dinosaur. Now, look, this can't compete with Storm fighting her, um, what do you call it, claustrophobia versus the Shadow King. This is Magneto and Chuck in the, in the Savage Land. The Savage Land. He's walking. Running around a volcano, <laughs> throwing rocks at a big lizard. Neither of them have bird. their powers, except the power to walk now. <laughs> yeah, the greatest power of all. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that means I'm powerful as shit. Suck it, fish. I'll walk all day. Uh, I oh what um go ahead Mike <laughs> I gotta say the one that Did I you interrupt about... Mike to tell him to go <laughs> yeah. ahead fucking power <laughs> move <laughs> yeah that is a real host <laughs> the you're a regular Rumpelstiltskin Cassie <laughs> the the thing that I think about more often like every other week just wake up cold sweat dead sleep is Magneto and Charles Xavier running around a little <laughs> volcano throwing rocks at a big dino. This is one of those things where it's inexplicable. You try to say this happened in X-Men and you're like, absolutely not. Why why was there a dinosaur? Why was this happening? And it's just a moment that like can only happen in a show like this and makes it stand like really close to my heart and I I personally vote for it, but I want to know how you guys are voting. Mike, I'll start with you. Correct me if I Oh, oh go ahead. Ryan, you were going to say something. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a whole nother A plot and the B plot just kept cutting back to yeah. the two of them running around this volcano <laughs> with this dinosaur. And this is this is the perfect example of why the X-Men should not be in the MCU. They need their own set of movies <laughs> that we get this kind of shit. We're never going to get, if they're in the MCU, we're never going to get Magneto and Charles running around a volcano with throwing rocks at a dinosaur. That should be a whole trilogy of movies. <laughs> Other things are happening throughout the world, and then everything, we don't get the... <laughs> We don't get the finale to them versus dinosaurs until what the end if of the every post credit scene for the next twelve <laughs> movies was just the two of them running around this volcano? I take all my money, Feige. <laughs> all right, Mike. I'm gonna go back to you for the vote. Which one's moving on? I'm gonna have to vote for Storm versus Shadow. Wow. Well, all right. Yeah, I'm sorry, Cassie. It's gotta be like, come on, this dinosaur attack. All right. No, this dinosaur had no attitude. It skated on no skateboards. Yeah, it's never heard of Mervins. <laughs> All right, you guys, you play right. Our next battle, we have uh, Senator Kelly doing something. Kelly, she's never heard that word before. Senator Kelly supports the X Men. Uh, big cliffhanger there. He supports them. He's down. Versus, R.I.P. Pour one out. Morph dies. <gasps> okay. But after years, Senator Kelly's like, wait, the X-Men might be right this time, but not really. I still hate them. Morph dying taught five-year-old Mike that your favorite characters and best friends can die. (laughs) This is when you realize that all your loved ones can disappear from you. It it changed how I approached fiction. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I guess real life. But like, oh I didn't God. know. I didn't know characters could die before this. It blew my little mind. Barney and Bebop never died. I have. A, didn't this happen early on? Like, weren't we introduced to Morph for episode like, one? Yes. First episode. <laughs> okay, I thought we yeah. had at least one episode with Morph. So you saw this no. one uh, dude for approximately two minutes, and we're like, I would die for this guy. And then they took him. Yeah. From Did me. it happen He's in the first episode? Does a uh, mall kid eat chili fries? <laughs> Does yes. a mall baby eat chili fries? The first episode's iconic. The Morph is doing annoying voices at the TV, and five-year-old me really related to the Ted. Nobody wants to sit in the TV with you, TV room with you, and you just keep repeating everything you're watching. Yes, I get it. Jesus Christ, Cassie. God. Mike, how did it feel when you went to school the next day and we're like, everyone, you were like, can you guys believe Morph died? And everybody was like, fuck yeah, we hate that guy. It's Mike went to school with a black armband around his arm. R.I.P. <laughs> Morph. It's just what, in mourning. It's why my parents moved me from Philly to California. <laughs> they put me into witness protection program because all the kids hated me so much. Do you know how many f- uh, like folders of Morph drawings Mike's childhood psychiatrist had in their file? Uh, all right. I think I know where you're going, but uh, Mike, where's your vote? Fuck Senator Kelly. It's Morph. Yeah. It's hard to put um, fucking Senator Kelly in anything. Oh, but Ryan, what are you voting? I I have to agree with Mike, but for different reasons. I was so glad to see that fucking piece of shit die <laughs> that I have to go with Morph dying. Even though, Ryan, this is what gives birth to Emo Morph, who looks like normal Morph, but has heavy bags under his eyes. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's the thing about dying is he was buried in the pet cemetery <laughs> where you'll come back. But with heavy bags. Well, specifically for Mike. Mike needed that. You can't have Morph gone forever from this world. Um, Hurts too much. Our next battle. Morph is moving on. Morph dying. Uh, You continue on in our hearts and in this bracket. Next battle we got. Xavier floats away. Ryan? Yeah. When's this boy floating away? So this is the last episode. And uh, Xavier dies. And every, all the X-Men and all of the audience is like, did he? And then I think it's Lalandra, mm-hmm. right? Comes down and says, he didn't. He will float away in a casket of my making. <laughs> and just like Poochie uh, <laughs> left this earth, his casket just goes. His own planet. <laughs> it, but it's not just that. It's not a casket. She says, he can only live with me. And never talked. I've had friends with wives like Gaslighting. this. Gaslighting. <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine, but he can never see any of you again. He's oh, really, Bixler? <laughs> again, it's hitting close to home. <laughs> All right, that's going against Wolvie and Cap team up. Now, this was a big moment for me. Yes. Seeing them both in the costume. And plus, they were all, they were both like, we want to talk about uh, Nick Fury and Talos just being like, Oh, well, you do it this way. Well, I do it this way. I loved watching Wolvie and Cap being like, oh, well, you do it this way. Oh, well, you do it this way. It, it sounds the same because the dialogue I used was exact. But <laughs> but it's WW2. They both have handheld Wolverine claws because he doesn't have his claws yet. They're climbing yeah. up the castle. It's great. Handmade claws together. But at, at no point did Cap or Wolvie sit in a casket that went... <laughs> But this is such an iconic team up. Like, I feel like this one has to be a slammy D. But again, there was floating noises with that noise that Ryan's very good at. So let's go to voting. Mike, where are you going? I can never vote against Captain America. My vote is for Wolvie and Cap in World War Two. 
and World War II. That's where your real vote's going. Uh, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> what side Mike is on? We don't know. It's unclear. <laughs> he loves World Everybody War II. Everybody made some points, okay? <laughs> Ryan, what about you? There's good people on both sides. Um, I, I'm sorry, Cassie, but I have to go with the fact that not only does Professor X's casket fly away, but it goes away half lecture. <laughs> so at some point, he's like, I don't remember my X-Men. Always. Um. So this means I have to be the tiebreaker between these two moments. Um, first mm-hmm. time me time breaking, and it's got to go Wolvie and Cap. I'm sorry, Ryan. Um, oh, but they're moving on. That's these right. two precious boys. Our next battle, we got Archangel is created. We all remember when he was created, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, he was just some little rich boy in a ski town. Warren Warrington the third, real turd, <laughs> and then. Hold on. Takes is him. this the start of a new freestyle rap this song? This is one of the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then Apocalypse takes and makes him turn to the baddest, coldest motherfucker the 90s ever turned out. I think this was the second appearance of Warren Mortensen III. The first one, he was a ski junkie uh-huh. who like is in his ski loft. And he's like, I love to ski. That was it. That was his character. And I'm just a boy. <laughs> I'm a rich boy with wings. And I believe I can fly. It's a perfect character. And then he's right. And the next one, they changed him to the Angel of Death. And what does that mean? Pink and purple. Let's cover him in pink and purple. Oh shit! Is that where my favorite colors came from? Was this episode? I think so. I think you think that at some point you you went from Mike to Arch Mike. <laughs> Arch Mike. Arch Arch Mike. That. M- Artichoke, Artichoke Mike. Artichoke he loves Mike artichokes. is my rap name. <laughs> <laughs> Building a whole persona Pull. for you. Uh, that moment is going against Wolverine and Storm are married. I love that. Okay, so this is like a future moment. And uh, it's... it. Oh, if Charles Xavier died, right? I think. Yeah. That was the episode. died in the 70s or whatever. Right. And so he was assassinated. And then Wolverine and Storm are like, well... I guess this is Wolverine, by the way, not Storm. <laughs> well, I guess we should just die. And then Storm is like, well, that means that we'll never be married. And that's when we find out. Like, that was a huge moment. Yeah. Like, this show has these soap operatical moments and, of and like. Also, the most sexual tension any couple on this show has had is right there. Of course. Because <laughs> Scott and Jean. None. Married They've done for- missionary once. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't enjoy it. We'll never have sex again. <laughs> Scott and Gene bounced their Ken and Barbie genitals <laughs> on top of each other at and one somehow time. somehow came out with three illegitimate kids. <laughs> Whereas Logan and Aurora with a mohawk fucking mm. fucked. <laughs> they fucking fuck like they're in the back of a fucking Dunkin' Donuts. All right? So I am. I have to go with that. Like, that's such a, that's such a great couple. Ryan saying they fucking fucked erased whatever they're fighting <laughs> from my head. So I think I also have to vote for that. Uh all right, so that one is moving on. That It's Artichoke Angel. Oh, oh, that is my rap name. No, I'm still going to go with they fucking fucked in the back of a Dunkin' Donuts. Ladies and gentlemen, you've loved Eminem. You've loved Uncle Cracker. Here he is, Artichoke Angel. <laughs> All right, we now have round two set. Our first battle of round two, we have Wolverine fights Alpha Flight versus Rogue puts her boyfriend in a coma. I haven't seen Rogue gets knocked out by Apocalypse. 
Yeah, well, how is that not? Last. We haven't talked about <laughs> the actual most important moment of X Ten. Genuinely very surprised it wasn't just like eight of those that's, entries. That's coming in at the end. I assume. Yeah, it's gotta be a sleeper hit. Uh, her yelling Cody so much. Yeah, I'll, I love Alpha Fight. You know, guys know I love Puck. Sure, you love Puck. <laughs> you love Sasquatch. The rest. The and the rest. <laughs> But yeah, my vote is Rogue v. Cody. All right. Agree. Agreed. Rogue putting her boyfriend in a coma is moving on. Our next battle, we have Bishop comes to see Westchester. Wow. Wow. Can you remember the stinger perfectly? Future cowboy. Versus Jean sacrifices herself to stop the Phoenix. I like, uh, I, I think that the Bishop storyline was the last one that I watched as a kid. Mm hmm. But Jean, the Dark Phoenix thing, like us thinking as children that she's dead, it's got to be Jean. Okay. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's, it's Maybelline. We don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll Dark Phoenix. Can we get that stinger one more time, though, please? Thank you. All right, our next battle we have Storm defeats the Shadow King versus Morph dying. Is Cassie the Lydia Tar of this podcast? Where she's a real person? Very real. Well, of course she's a real person, but like conducting it and like if we don't do it like she wants, then she gets mad at us and slaps us. She smacks our behinds. Our little behinds right in the butthole so it hurts and pops at the same time. (laughs) Again, we have... hurts and pops. Storm defeats the Shadow King versus Morph dying. (laughs) Oh, I'm going with the animation here, Cassie. It's Storm. It's Morph. Oh, wow. It's Cassie vote. Wow. Um, you know what? I'm going to support this. Morph dying. Let's do it. Ah! Let's fucking do it. Is that going to work? Yep. It moved on. All right. Great. Our next battle, we have Wolverine and Cap team up versus Wolverine and Storm get married. So real. So much Wolverine. A lot of Wolverine. Which story do we care about more? A team up or a marriage? It's that kiss and it's saying... Hey, we had our love. We're gonna reset things for the better, but we had our love. It had like, oh yeah, whoa, go Steve Rogers in the show. Okay, <laughs> it's I, Wolverine and Storm. I know I said I could never vote against Captain America, but I'm a liar. It, it's yeah, it's Wolverine and Mohawk even, Aurora. Even though I made that noise, that seems like impossible to vote along with. <laughs> I know, my I know really but that's the kind of <laughs> true person and good friend I am. He really tried to dunk that one. All right, so we are now in, is this semifinals, guys? Semifinals. We have Rogue puts her boyfriend in a coma versus Jean sacrifices herself to stop the Phoenix. These are dramatic moments. It's getting fucking real now. Rogue is my heart. Rogue is the heart of the show. And Jean Grey is the engine of the show, just to mix metaphors. Mm -hmm. Well, cars Uh, have hearts. That's why there's car heart. You know what else has hearts? Artichokes do. (laughs) Yeah, they do. And that is definitely in my power ballad on my rap album. Yeah, you want to have one slow <laughs> power ballad rap. <laughs> one slow rap. It's what makes them stands apart from the rest. <laughs> um, oof. I don't know. Mike, you go. <laughs> the Okay. So what is, what is this bracket title? What are we actually going to? The most memorable, iconic. the best, the most iconic. 
But to us, though, like, right. Because the four of us, and Caitlin's not here, but the four of us have watched the entire show. So, like, it's not about, like, Wolverine looking at a picture. It's not about the most memeified. Right. It's about, like, what has Iconic impacted us. us the most. And so here's where I think we'll start to separate is I get that Dark Phoenix is so impactful, but I do think Rogue v. Cody. Cody! Is Cody. screaming Cody. Because she'll do that. I, there was one. We get this flashback. And it's weird that I guess this is how growing up is. Cody looks different in her memories as the show goes on. Uh, it's Rogue. Rogue throws Cody into a coma for me. All right, Ryan, do you agree with him? I, I don't, Cassie. Ah, I'm sorry. Oh, dang. I think it's Jean sacrificing herself because it really did feel like that she was gone forever. It felt like she up to space <gasps> in heaven. She didn't, but that's what it felt like at the time. And so, Cassie, I'm sorry. It's going back to me. I think I'm going to have to agree with Ryan on this one just because it sounds insane to move a coma <laughs> versus Gene sacrificing herself. Um, so I apologize, Mike. Gene sacrificing herself is going to move on. Well, Cassie, don't just apologize to Mike, but every coma victim out there, you just <laughs> insulted. You just said comas don't matter. <laughs> you piss on their <laughs> face. Which to take? My apologies to everybody, but you got to understand X-Men logic here. <laughs> Our next battle in the semifinals, we have Storm defeats the Shadow King versus Wolverine and Storm are married. Okay, Hot so Storm now, v. Storm action. This is an important battle to me because it's about how revolutionary was this show in animation versus how revolutionary was this show in soap operatic storytelling. Mm-hmm. That's this battle. And if, I don't know where to go from here. If we're talking about the history of this show, nobody talks about it and how revolutionary it was because of animation. That's a really good point, Mike. That's a really good point. <laughs> but the character moments will live on forever. Yeah, I'm ready to vote. I, Ryan, you may vote. Y- Cassie, fuck <laughs> off. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Artichoke decided. Ryan, vote. <laughs> yeah, I do agree that like we were getting a ton of like... Oh, weird animation at that time, but the Storm Wolverine thing is that that's a kiss that that's a kiss that I remember. It's it's Storm Wolverine. I wish we could be married for longer. Mike, are you agreeing with him? Yes. Oh my gosh. Wow, Slammy D on that one. Slammy D Wolverine and Would you Cassie, would you pick the Shadow King? I think so just cuz I feel realm? like it's one that would stand out more. Like I don't know if you went up to everyone who like watched it as a kid or watched it, you know, not as recently as us, which I mean is probably the point that like between these two would stood out to you. I don't know. I legit think I legit think that me and Mike were very weird kids in yes. that I an entire episode could go by where like Cyclops and Wolverine would destroy the enemy for the last half of the episode. But all we'd remember is that one time where Wolverine and Cyclops <laughs> hit shoulders in the mansion. Yeah. Like they just uh, sort of ran into each other and would be like, oh, they don't like each other. That's how you have friends. <laughs> uh, we learned different lessons. Yeah. And yet you somehow still found each other as friends. Beautiful. Guys. I'm not willing to say friends yet. No, we're frenemies at best. My apologies. I didn't mean to advance your guys' relationship. But we are on to the finals. And you guys, we have Jean sacrifices herself to stop the Phoenix versus Wolverine and Storm are married. The, we always knew it would get to these two moments, as I'm sure everyone did. <laughs> There's one moment I thought we would get to, and it hasn't even come up even yet. In the bracket, so it's all bullshit. <laughs> Is it Rogue's butt? It's Rogue's butt in front of Apocalypse, clearly. It's what's going to be tattooed on my butt. It's an even better looking butt. Um, I hate to say what I'm about to oh, say. No. 
But Jean Grey died for a short time in the reality that we were watching. Whereas Wolverine and Storm kissed in a reality that was different than the one <laughs> we're watching. And I know that that should have no merit, but I'm tired of the multiverse and blah, blah. I have to go with Jean Grey dying. Well, it was a big deal. All right. Are you going? It was pirates finding dark water level of a big deal. Don't you fucking bring that into this. Don't you tug at my heartstrings like that. The one other person who can remember that show. He's really playing dirty. I I understand aye, aye, aye. my esteemed adversary's point. And I fortunately agree with it. It's <laughs> it's not just a, a doofy dude you barely know dying in episode one. It is one of her main characters who trips the most and somehow hasn't had a concussion dying and sacrificing herself. Uh, yeah, it's got to be Jean lighting it up like a phoenix. Light it up, up, up. Up, 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 up. She's on fire. She is indeed on fire. That makes Jean sacrificing herself the moment of X-Men. The sec- I'm sorry to interrupt, Cassie. I know you're the host and you want to wrap this up. But the second most iconic moment, the first obviously being Apocalypse yeah. throws Rogue to the ground. Rogue and splayed out in front of Apocalypse. But goes right to the camera. I mean, that's the one that all, everyone always knows. So we really were just fighting for best second. Um moment but i'm glad we did do it i'm glad we spent two episodes finding the second best moment of x in the animated series <laughs> that's our way <laughs> um light it up 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 we're on fire we're on fucking fire you guys and even though we're on fire um i am gonna have to ask you guys to leave because it's the end of the show um good i hate it here anyway i'm out <laughs> game fucking good mike Gonna go hang out with my real friends. Great. So Mike's fucking left, which means I can now bring in um, a real friend here, a real uh, homie, if I could say. Uh, here to talk about websites, I have brought in a French guy who just saw you dip a fresh baguette into nacho cheese straight from the can. Um, French guy who just witnessed this tragedy. Can you please tell me about websites? How could you have done such a travesty? You, what travesty are you talking about? You took a baguette, <laughs> and you dipped it right in front of Dr. Cheese, you monster American prick dog. But you know, like, baguettes get kind of dry, and, like, sometimes you kind of just oh! need to, like... Only because you're eating American baguettes, real French baguettes are so soft and moist. Like I'm sorry, baguette. Cassie, I should not be out on stage right now, <laughs> but did he just brag about his bread, and then also at the same time called it a braguette? <laughs> yeah, he said that as a fucking... It's a French saying, yes. <laughs> A fucking braguette over here. Um, but no, this braguette says it's hot and ready, so um, but it still was a little dry. I needed nacho cheese for it. What's well, so all you eating little Caesar's baguettes with nacho cheese, you disgusting American pig yeah, dog? It was ready in the pizza portal. I put my little coat in, I got this baguette. Um, I had the nacho cheese in my car, dipped it right in, and it's delightful. Would you like to try some? Oh, would you, would you like to eat it with freedom fries because the French actually think about what they do on the political stage of the world? You lost me. You lost me, my French friend. Um, oh, shocking. <laughs> that is why my world is on fire right now in France, because they tried to raise the retirement age, and you're like, oh, yes, please, fuck me in the butt once more, politicians. I mean, you do. Americans say they are free and outlaws, and they do nothing. They roll over. It's crazy, but this guy this guy knows me. Um, I, it's insulting, but it's also true, so... Um, that is the way the French. The way of the French. Is the way of the French also uh, websites? Do you guys got those over there? 
No, we are too busy making cheese and wine and enjoying it with your Brian Cranston, who retired from acting to be away from Americans, and now he lives in the south of France with us. You know, you got some fun facts to throw out here, but... Yes, no, I am French. I know everything that goes on in France. Um, Do you know about... um? Nope, I got nothing. Do you know about websites? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I guess I could talk about some websites. Popfilter.co. See, the French don't say all the letters. So it's popfilter.co uh-huh. is where you can go to get everything that these pig dogs make. And then you throw a little slash Amazon. Oh, you need you need your little piece of shit USB cable that will break in two weeks. You need it right away. You need it in four hours, even though it means somebody cannot pee and then they die. And then they're just dead in their own piss and shit. But no, no, I need it. I need to shop at Amazon. Popfilter.co slash Amazon. That's how you go get that now. That is how I will go get that now. Thank you so much. Um, Pig dog. Oh, websites <laughs> complete. That's a wrap on uh, French guy. Websites done. Websites fin, done. As my people say. Um, well, you sound like a busy guy. Um, I'll, let, I'll let you take this baguette and um, nacho cheese. You should really try it. It's a great combination. Um, and now that Ryan's left, I would like to bring on a plumber who got into the line of business only because he sounds like that, not because he understands anything about toilets. And he's going to tell me about <laughs> another show on the network. Look, I would like to tell you right now about all the encyclopedias that I have read because of my dream job of reading encyclopedias. Can I tell you about that? I, I, we got some time. You can tell me about that. No, all you want to hear about is plunges. All day, all I hear about is, hey, buddy, tell me about plunges. How do they work? You know how they work? I don't fucking know. Stop, stop, stop. And then the poop comes out. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I mean, sometimes, but sometimes it's like not enough. You know, sometimes you use a plunger and your toilet's still broke. Oh, I'm sorry that I, you don't know how to plunge a work. I mean, like, I feel like it's something, you know, along the lines of like pushing water, but like who. Absolutely not. I don't know how it works, but I know that you don't know how it works. I know that you know as little as I know a lot. I have a question for you besides um, what is it that why why is my butt crack always out? (laughs) That's the way my butt crack was born. Okay, my butt crack hangs out over my pants. It's a ledge. The top of my butt crack comes out over and then on top of the top of my pants. And so my poop goes into a circle uh, back into my butthole and I recycle my poop all the time. That's why I'm a plumber. That, that is why I'm a plumber. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a rough life. I am uh, so sorry for you and your confliction. Hey, do you have, what do you have? A fucking fruit tree outside in your backyard? Mm-hmm. And is it a plum tree? Mm-hmm. Do you need somebody to come handle it? Now, that's going to be me. Cause I'm a fucking plumber, so I'll come over and take all the plums off your fucking plum tree. I don't think that's what. Um, I will eat every single fucking plum right in front of you, and you can do whatever you fucking want impressive. for fifty dollars an hour. I will eat every fucking plum. What do you want? You want to fucking sit in a kiddie pool? You want me to sit in a kiddie pool while I eat fucking plums all day? I'll fucking do it. Um. I mean, I don't want to challenge you. You'll, it sounds like you'll definitely fucking do this. I don't doubt that. Do you want fucking plump sheep? Those are plump. I'll, fi- I'll plump them. <laughs> I, what do you want me to advertise? Just tell me <laughs> so I can get the fuck off stage. I think you were. Oh, I could stand to hear a little bit more about the plump. I'm the, still the French. This is guy. still French. Yeah, this is still French. <laughs> Talk for about. Sure. The plums in the pool longer. It's sexual. 
no, we can't play into this. I can't let him be having any enjoyment, but unless it's that baguette, um, I would like you to tell me about another show on um, the Pop Filter Network. I didn't know that. You, I didn't know that you just called him a baguette. <laughs> I thought that was a derogatory term for people like that. But I guess you could just call him a baguette. Yeah, he's a little All baguette, right. and he braggets, Um And you're the plumber. <laughs> <laughs> so. While I'm uh, changing pipes and fucking bitches, because I'm in every porn movie you've ever fucking seen, uh, I am listening to uh, the Superhero Hour Hour, and they talk about the Superhero Show Show, and they talk about uh, all the TV shows that are based on comedy. We're, no, we're on that show that's, right now. It doesn't fucking matter. One, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, on, uh, I'm listening to Movie of the Year, where they talk about, right now they're talking about 1973, which was so fucking far in the past, that's the day my pubic hairs were born, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Not fully. <laughs> what? <laughs> that joke always works. <laughs> With everyone I talk to. My apologies. Um, but yeah, that was... Should I get off the stage now? <laughs> no, you are welcome to share the stage with me anytime, mainly because I'm scared of you as well. Uh, <laughs> we do have also... Uh, another guest to bring on. I have our new janitor, the new pop filter janitor, Paul, and he is here to tell me about social media. Paul, the janitor, please come on. <clears throat> Hello, and thank you so much for inviting me on stage. Cassie. Oh my god! It is a pure delight to be here, and not just when I'm cleaning up after your shenanigans. Well, I did. This is the first time I've actually got to talk to you. I did not expect you to be such a dignified gentleman. Um, mainly because we hire buffoons here. Yeah, I've noticed that. There are quite often buffoons coming in and out of the area, Mm -hmm. but uh, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to clean up your trash, fill up your snacks, and then I would love it if anybody taught you how to use the toilet. Mm, Me, specifically, or kind of like all of us? Like, like uh, I'm using the royal. Good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm guessing it's part of your part of the problem. Mm, I don't think so. I think I did really good at potty training time, but um, you kind of just pee a little bit like on the floor up to the toilet and then like around mm. the toilet. Uh, I no, think I got dear, it. Dear, dear, my dear, lovely, beautiful, stupid, stupid Cassie. <laughs> yeah. There's a seat. There's a there's a seat for you to sit on. You do not need to start urinating on the floor. But how? It's right in that watery hole. How do you find your way to the toilet if you're not pissing your way to the toilet? I I'm sorry. Am I being offensive? Are you blind? No, no. I have actually. Uh, do your eyes not work? I have pretty good vision, surprisingly. Do the lights not work in the in the toilet? No. Sometimes I just don't the turn loo. them on, though. You know, because I'm worried about the electricity okay. bill. So. Either you turn the lights on on the loo, or if it's late and you don't want to bust your eyes, mm-hmm. you uh, now I'm from South London. <laughs> you put it. You use your phone, mm. right? You have your phone on you at all times because you're not going to go to the bathroom without being able to stare at your twitters. So you have your phone and you use that as a light, and you walk up to the toilet. I'm sorry, my 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 upbringing comes out. My upbringing comes out when I get annoyed, <laughs> and I cannot believe you don't know how to use a loo. No, it's just like. I mean, I could use my phone, but what if I drop my phone in the toilet? I'm not going to risk that. Like, I could just pee in the <clears> dark <throat> and pee the whole time up to the toilet. But you did mention uh, a social media. You mentioned the Twitters. Um, well, I'm very professional. You are indeed. I'm calming down. You're back. You found your zen. So I'm remembering my training. Uh, you're centered here. Um, can you please tell me about social media? <laughs> <laughs> 
I believe I'm just a lonely janitor, but I do believe that at your pop filter on the Instagram is where everybody knows you will be. Mm. Twitter is dying, but for the next week, probably until one of you who's in charge of that remembers to delete it, <laughs> you're at your pop filter there. And you did, I believe, you skeeted once on Blue Ski. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but you are definitely on t- Instagram at your pop filter. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you so much for the great work you do around the studio. I hope you stay around Thank because you. um, you're doing great work here. I would just love for you to learn how to use it. Too. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Um, we also got an email, though, you guys. Contact at you, popfilter.co. Contact at popfilter.co. Go ahead and email us. Uh, that is it, though, for Mike. I'm Ryan. No, guys. Next week. I got to tease next week's episode. I almost forgot. I got to bring you back. Next week, we're going to be discussing the penultimate episode of Secret <gasps> Invasion. Also, the return of the Shushies. Everybody's favorite time of the year. So for Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I am me. For Caitlin, I am me. Bye, everyone. I'm glad she brought us back on stage for that. <laughs>